Welcome to the Shoot in the Cube podcast, the podcast that's hotter than your competition cooker and your first wife. We'll be talking barbecue and more with one of the top pitmasters in the game. Get ready for juicy tips, saucy tricks, and sizzling stories that'll leave you hungry for more. Let's start shooting the cube. Here's your host, Heath Riles. How's it going, everybody? Today, we're recapping Memphis in May with my lovely bride, Miss Candace. How are you today, honey? I'm good. I'm still tired. You're still tired. I felt like I was less tired on Sunday after the contest, and now Monday, Tuesday, I feel tired. Well, I know how that is. Mine is kind of just getting back to normal. I went down there, or come up to the office on Sunday and worked a little while, then went yesterday and got trailers out and cookers, or cookers anyway. My trailers are still there right now, believe it or not. Our trailers. Our trailers, that's right. Well, to start off about Memphis in May, you know, we had a good time. We fell a little bit short. And when I say a little bit, I mean a little bit. Um, just so everybody know, we placed ninth place in the rib category, but a perfect score is 1026. We had a 1025.77. And so only being that not less than a quarter of a point away, I can honestly say that I felt like we kicked our coverage we just landed just a little short being on the wrong table that day the judges on another table just a little bit more generous and and beat us out i can't complain but what about our good friend john david and the ridiculous crew winning rib i feel like if anybody was gonna do it besides us <laughs> it would be john david i mean john david's known for ribs and well i mean barbecue in general not just ribs but he can cook a good rib i mean I don't say this often, but going head-to-head with anybody, I would not mind it. But John David is the one person going against him in ribs, heads up, at Memphis in May. I do feel like he would probably have the upper advantage just because he has that little more experience. And I'll be honest, I learned from him back in the day some of his presentation techniques and all that, and and I don't know, just – yeah, what can I say? He deserves it more than anybody, in my opinion. If you think about just the barbecue, uh, the good part of barbecue karma he's brought to the table with him by doing his work with OBR, the countless fundraisers he's done throughout the county. Uh, I'm sure it was memorable. He said that, for the most part, his son, John Dalton, cooked the rib, which I know I'm sure he coached him for many years and taught him how to do that. But Well, with John Dalton being 21 years old, yeah. 21 years since, since the rib, rib won it, you know, 21 years since he's been cooking Memphis in May. It is, the stars just kind of lined up for John David this year. Yeah, I get it. And, I mean, couldn't be more proud for him. Yeah. I mean, we come out with beef rib. We had a perfect score um, of 483, and we tied, and we were sixth place. With a perfect With a six-way tie with a perfect score. We, and, and Bob um, turned in ribs. and You want to say Bob's name? I'm not going to get twisted. You're going to get me Bobby twisted. T. Bobby, Bobby T. T. Bobby T. And we also, Bob, cooked wings, and we had a 482.97, which there was a five-way tie for second place. So, for beef, we cooked beef ribs, and for wings, the wings. And they were both good. I tried both. They were both great. Both 100% solid. We turned in sauces, and I don't even I didn't even write down when our sauces wow. come in. I, I know that Vin, uh, – Tomato sauce was like 80th in the pack. <laughs> and I think I we mean, were that like, happens there. I don't know, 12th or 15th or something in mustard. And I, I can't remember I what looked, vinegar, maybe 20 remember. something. 
yeah, I don't really remember either. Those things, you know how it is. You can be first one year, and you can turn in two sauces, and one of them be first, one of them be dead last. That's you just true. don't ever know That's what true. table you're going to hit. Mm-hmm. Well, we had an incredible time in our booth. We met some incredible vendors that come by. We had a ton of fans stop by that wanted pictures and stuff. And besides a little bit of rain that we had one night while we were gone, other than that, that was kind of really the only little bit of, I would say, hiccup that we had. Um, I mean, we we had a teammate end up in the emergency room, but that, I don't know. Well, he that's had a little a bit small of small hiccup. He had a little bit of dehydration problem, <laughs> but on he's Saturday. okay. So that's it's all good now. All that matters. I mean, some some people, you know, I would say they can't handle Memphis May, but he paced himself. He just. You know, got overheated a little bit. We're talking about our good friend Mitchell Bedwell. Yeah. He got him some IV fluids, and he's back back to normal now. You know, I've been there before. You know, with the Royal a couple of years ago, I had to get an IV on site. Well, and he, in his defense, he was not even drinking that day when all that happened or anything. So That's really surprising. <laughs> so really he said. Surprising. That's what he told me. The nurse in me came out. Sorry. So, so if you had to take away anything from Memphis in May this year, what would it be? I don't know. I mean, we have some great friends, great people that come out to help us, and I'm just thankful to get to see all those people once a year. And, I mean, not just our team, but I don't know. I guess I just look at it like a family outing that, you you know, good people you only get to see once a year. I mean, yeah, you're there to win and cook barbecue. And like you said, I mean, even though we came in ninth place, we we did good. I mean, we didn't do what we wanted to do, but we did good. I mean, just like I said Saturday on the stage, anytime you can walk that stage down there and get a top ten call, especially in the rib category, which is the hardest yeah. category to cook there. It has triple the amount of teams in it versus hog uh, and almost a shoulder uh, over double. And so when you get that, more tables, everything else, it's harder to win by it. So – to even walk in the top ten in rib, I consider it a victory. Yeah, I wish we'd have got a medal trophy, but, you know, another bowling trophy to the collection. And we did, you know, on Thursday we had the Yeti Bloody Mary bar. Um, we raised money for Hogs for a Cause. That was the whole purpose of that. Um, Yeti did that event in a, not just our booth but some others and with different charities along the way. So I thought that was – that came off good, I feel like. I mean – Did you see the email? I did. I Looks did like we raised a little over $2,000 yes. um, in a matter of about an hour for the charity, which was really, really good, I think, yeah. for some yeah. Bloody Marys. Um, you know, glad we could help out, and maybe next year they can host another one, and we'll do it again. And shout out to Jimmy Loves for for sponsoring that event with his his mix. I thought that was really Jimmy Loves We've Bloody drank Mary that mix. for years. We've drank that mix for years. I mean, it's our one of our favorites. Solid 100%. Just like some of our others, like you said. Um, other than that, I mean, Memphis and May was just, I don't know, we, we had great neighbors. We had uh, on one side of us, we had M&W Smokers. Yep. And uh, we had uh, my good friends, uh, Tim and them, Slabs of Smoking. They finished fifth in ribs. They were on yep. the other side of Brian and them, and we all duck hunt together and do stuff. And then on the other side of them, we had Jeff Jones with uh, Wicker's Barbecue and Jonesy Q. And uh, who's a great friend of ours. And uh, they didn't make a top ten, but I'm going to tell you, they, Jeff and him go all out. He even wrapped his floor. I know. And, and I was slacking. We forgot our placemats at home, so he was generous enough to let me borrow one for our on-site judging. Thanks for that. 
I know. <laughs> I cannot believe we left it at home. But I guess that's what we get not being prepared. But we overall, we had a great Memphis in May. We didn't get to see everybody we wanted to see because we were so busy down there and at the times we were there and this and that. Hopefully next year we're going to be doing some uh, different stuff on site there. Uh, to get more of the public involved, uh, we're working out some stuff now to be able to do that. And uh, other than that, it was a great event. What did you think about it being back down on the river and the park? Uh, I prefer it on the river. I mean, I'm not going to say as far as the logistics part of it, but just the atmosphere and feeling of of that, being on the river, seeing the river, seeing the bridge, I just feel like it gives it a special feel that you don't get other places i know that other places might be better logistically but or have been in the past but i don't know i just feel like downtown gives it a special feel that you don't get other places i agree with you it is a different feel uh at memphis in may versus everywhere else it's just a special feeling and i feel like there's a lot of contests that you don't get that feeling at a lot of contests it a lot of it depends where you are like i feel like one of the few other contests that I've ever got that feeling is the Jack because you're just down in the holler. You know, it's just like certain contests have that ambiance or however you want to say it, just about where they are that gives you that special feeling. Well, that makes sense. It does. And I, mean, I want to, you know, changing the subject a little bit, but proud of John David, John Dalton, but also very proud of Nick and very proud of Mo Kason, um, finaling for the very first time. I was so proud for him. He was so excited. Yeah, you went down and kind of helped with some garnish, and we sent our garnish down to Mo, and that was his really first time. Mo's been cooking down there several years and, and finally hit and uh, and got a shoulder call. And, yeah, bringing up the fact about Nick. Nick's one of our gold sponsor teams. He cooked under a different team at Memphis in May. He cooked with Barbecue Republic. I know a lot of those guys. They needed a head cook. They were called kind of retired, but they still want to be there. And Nick and Caden then went in there and to plow that hog in their second place and – to be as good as it was, and uh, I, I mean, really proud of him. Nick's got a bright future in the Memphis style contest if they stick with it. Yeah, I agree. He's kind of grown up along the way, kind of been through the ropes with John David. You know, now he's kind of doing his own thing, so doing really good. Well, you know, talking about John David, we've mentioned his name a dozen times. I guess there's no other formal way. Let's go ahead and change some positions around here and introduce the man himself, John David Wheeler. How's it going, everybody? Today on Shooting the Q, I'm joined by my lovely wife, Candace, and two of my good friends, John Wheeler and John Dalton Wheeler, who just pulled off the impossible of winning Memphis in May, the world championship with a rib. It was a good day. It was a good day. It was a real good day. Well, for the people that don't know you, John, tell people who you are and what you do for a living and all that good stuff. I'm John David Wheeler. Uh, used to have a team called Natural Born Grillers. Retired it last year and joined a new team called Rib Dickless this year. I'm a home builder by trade and also own uh, half of Memphis Barbecue with Melissa Cookston. Well, I guess you do know a little bit about barbecue then, right? A little bit. A little bit. And who's this scrapping young man over here? Your son, right? Yes, sir. Man, you know you ain't got to call me, sir, John Dalton. Oh, I still do. He'll hit me. <laughs> He'll hit you. All right, I've known John David for a lot of years, and John David has been around barbecue and give back 
more to barbecue than most people's probably grilled in their backyard. So, John David, you also volunteered for OBR, Operation Barbecue Relief. You were one of the main uh, front-running guys, in my opinion, that kind of helped get the organization off the ground. And you're kind of the big liaison, in my opinion, when the – when the stuff really hits the fan, you get called in to kind of help get it orchestrated and get it organized. Well, way back when we first started, and I, I got into it. Uh, now we have all we have uh, we were all volunteers. Now there's you just couldn't keep doing that. Keep the, the, the production was impossible to do volunteering forty hours a week. And like I looked up and I realized it was about six people that took to do the job I was doing for free. And I was like, what that come? <laughs> but no, that's it's a great organization. They got it fine tuned. Uh, they're running like a sewing machine now, and it's 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 incredible to see what they do uh, do for people. Well, as um, it, it has, it's a great organization, and when something happens, it you know they jump right in there and they're right on it. And uh, I just appreciate all your service work with all that as well. Yeah, thank you. And so, something else you're newly doing now, you're also a South Haven alderman, right? I wasn't doing enough, so I said uh, somebody said, "Oh, it's only two days a month." I was like, "It's only two da- two meetings a month. It's it's every day." Somebody calls you need something, and nobody really calls you to tell you how good a job you're doing either. Well, and you know what? I guess I didn't think of it like that. You know, but another thing you've always done, you've always cooked and raised money for all the softball teams throughout DeSoto County and kind of helped with that. Both your daughters played softball, and, and, you know, John Dalton was in sports. You've always cooked hams and butts for the last 20 years that I know of. You've wore out a dozen old hickory cookers. I've cooked a lot, yeah. Football, baseball, whoever I can help, I'd help out. Well, I know that's true. You've loaned me a pit in a pinch more than a couple times. So, outside of barbecue, you said you were a home builder by trade. Are y'all still building homes today? Still, still building houses. Um, my wife and my business partner pretty much taking that over, and they're, they're there for the day-to-day stuff. And if they run into a hitch they hadn't seen them before, they'll give me a call occasionally. But they're doing pretty good now. They don't have to call so often. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. So, how long have you been cooking barbecue, competition barbecue? Started in uh, Natural Born Griller, started in 2000. No, no. And uh, first contest was down in Tunica, Mississippi. My sister was part of the Chamber of Commerce down there and uh, went down to, she said, come cook it. And I borrowed a grill, which turned into be the big show. And we uh, got to Tunica, we cooked a rib, we cooked a shoulder, and got our butts kicked. I mean, we got kicked hard. And there wasn't no internet, wasn't any way to go figure it out except to go find people and follow people. And we vowed never to get kicked like that again. Well, I know exactly how that is. How many contests have you cooked in? I, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, probably a couple hundred. Uh, yeah, I, I'll probably 300. And out of those 300, how many grand championships have you won? Probably less than you now that you told me already, but uh, about 60, 65. Uh, I don't – and you said something about the first places. I have no idea. You have no yeah, idea. got to be in the hundreds. I remember one time coming to your house when you still had that horse trailer cooker. John Dalton was probably riding around a Power Wheels toy. It was that long ago. Yep. And your whole third garage and into your main part of your garage, I don't even think your wife could park in it at the time, was full of trophies. Four-car garage and you couldn't park nowhere. <laughs> All trophies. Yep. I remember that like it was yesterday when I come to your house and bar to grill that time. Um and so, out of all those contests you've ever cooked, what's one of the most memorable or fun contests to you that is not here anymore? Um, you know, Tunica was a was my hometown, and it was it was. I don't know if you cooked Tunica very much. I don't think you did. Did you? Uh, twice. <clears throat> I think. Okay, so it was uh, thirty teams. That's all they would take. 
and it was the tune-up for Memphis and May. It was the best of the best. It was it was it was the hardest contest to ever cook, but it was, the competition was so good, and no team up until like the last year or so had ever won it twice. Really, wow. and you know who that team is? You? Yep. That wow. was like that was almost as big as this Memphis and May win for me. It was a huge accomplishment. Nobody had ever done it, and we swept it that day. And uh, my good buddy Mark Lambert was I got all the second places. We got all the first. Wow. Two Tunica boys. Well, I did not. From Tunica. What year was that? That had to be nine or ten, something like that. Maybe something. I don't, I don't know. Could have been before that. Could have been six, six or seven. I don't have that good a memory. Ken, well, Ken Nottingham, my hog cook, knows all those all those stats. I should have brought him in with numbers. me. <laughs> well, you know, talking about you winning and all that, how many times have you actually won at Memphis in May? We got uh, – this was our fourth first place out of four finals. He said something about how many seconds and thirds y'all have. We don't have any seconds and thirds. We try to take care of business when we get there, but and then the two grands. So pretty, pretty good, uh, pretty good time down there. And was the first grand in two thousand eight? Is that yes, right? Oh wait, with the hog. And I, I remember it was with the hog because I will never forget this. I was standing at your gate. You probably don't remember that. I remember seeing. We you. were cooking. I had an orange shirt on. Had an orange shirt on. We were sponsored by Hooters then. We had just gotten Couldn't started with Boar's Night Out. And I remember you telling that judge when they walked up there that y'all had fed that hog out the last two weeks nothing but cracked corn and beer. That's it. I remember you telling that story. Have you ever judged John David? I I don't think I ever have judged John David. You have, though, right? I have. Yeah, once I, I remember in you did. Missouri, yep. I believe it was. On shoulder. It was shoulder. On shoulder. On site. I think Pat Burke got you that day, didn't he? Probably. If he was there, he probably got me. I had Pat on site that I day. I did, too. I had Pat and John David, and I don't honestly remember the other. I had John David and Rib that day. You sure did. I had you and Rib that day. That's why you started cooking ribs. That's why your presentation <laughs> sounds so good. <laughs> that must be it. You know what? I am. You know, that brings me to another question. You know, you said you were natural-born grillers before you had that team. How many teams have spun off of natural born grillers? A lot, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Too many to count. It's been a lot that's that spun off, and then I've also what which I love doing is gone Boar's Night Out. Uh, went to them with to Tennessee to Nashville. You did and when uh, I left the team. Yeah, right after you, you yeah. kind of come right in. I agreed to come in when you were still there, by the way, and uh, came in, and then we we won that contest, and those those guys, I still to this day it was that was a special one too, just to do it with those guys. So. It was it was cool. I think you helped them win their first two to three contest. Maybe, yeah. We won the tunica thing too, didn't we? Yes. and tunica. Yep. Mm-hmm. So. What did y'all win that with? Was it a sh- a shoulder or a rib? I think it was a shoulder. Pretty sure the match was a shoulder and the uh, the tunica was a rib. It was at one point around that 2008, 2009 mark, or no, 2010, 2011 mark, where a shoulder couldn't be beat really on the circuit. Oh man, it was killing it. Just I mean, it, it. it was yeah. not, not a rib or a hog. It would seem like a shoulder all year long was just shoulder, shoulder, yep. shoulder. Remember that. Wow. Um, so, out of all of those teams, you know, I know you probably didn't hit on a lot of names, but I know Red Hot Smokers come off of you. Red Hot. They were around before. And then when we cooked for a year together, and, and they they come out and won the world championship. And Ten Bones, who they got a few trophies down there. And uh, Will BQ. 
Um, I didn't think about Cold Burner. Cold Burner, I yeah. Didn't know that he was one. my first hog cook. Um, I'll, I'll think of some more as we talk. I just well, you and Berm cooked together, and Berm, I don't know. Yeah, right on cue. Right on cue. Yep. Birmingham. Uh, well, do we count Nick in that? Nick, we got a great got his own great team. pig in this guy, yeah. and, and I cook with those guys. Some yeah. great pig in this guy, and they've done great. They one of the only couple teams out of Mississippi ever won to pig jig. That's right. I know the other one. <laughs> yeah, you sure do. You know the other one. You know, and and talking about that, I'm gonna go into this question. It had to be an incredible feeling knowing that you done finaled in rib, and then hog finals come out. It was and see Nick in finals with you. Yeah, both both my sons had a had a good day. They had a good day. Uh, you know, I'll be honest with you right now. In front of him, I I thought Nick may have been the one to cook that rib that that did it, but he didn't. He came close. He cooked some great, great ribs, but I tell you. I went and tasted this hog. I was worried. I was real worried. It <laughs> the was hog a, was good. It was incredible. Really good. Incredible. But yeah. it was a good day to be a natural born griffin. You know, Scott Guy cooks on uh, yeah. Hometown. There you go. There's another one. There's yeah. another That's one. That's true. So. That's right. Wow. I didn't think about it that. Well, I, I would say who would you say is the most successful out of a lot of those groups, but I think everybody off of that. All of them. They're all pretty strong. <laughs> pretty yeah, dang strong. Yeah, they're all pretty strong. So. They, they listened well. So, tell us a little bit about the rib y'all cooked at Memphis. So, John Dalton, you cooked that rib? I tried my best. You Good tried reason. your best? It looks like you've done more than your best. Well, we had a blast. I'll get you to the to the point where he came. He he wasn't there when we trimmed them. We we started with the Prairie Fresh Prime Rib. Fantastic product. I, I don't is. know if I'm supposed to push anybody or not. No, it's, I mean, I'm a Prairie Fresh Prime guy myself. It's, it's, it's just different. Just different. But anyway, we... Bought 30 slabs. We culled down to 20. We trimmed them. We got just what we wanted. We picked out our, our preliminaries. We picked out our – I've got our best ones for blind, of course, second best for preliminary, and our worst ones for finals. But that's what you do. And we got them seasoned with million-dollar rub on them, some uh, mustard. Started off with a little prepared mustard, some uh, million-dollar rub, and put them in ba- different bags. And he showed up the next morning with Shane McBride, who's the, the founder of the team. And I guess they got there at 3.30 or so, 3.30 a.m. Got there about 3.15, 3.30. We uh, had electrical problems the whole morning. Grill wouldn't fire. Up. There was a – it wouldn't fire because there was no power because of the Deckham storm. It was a storm. Our whole spot through. was just flooded. It was it was bad. So we started stacking the electrical cords on little wooden blocks to get them all out of the water. On and the squogs from Old Hickory. And we <laughs> Another use for those. Yep. And uh, then we get, pulled them back out. We kind of lightly dusted them, fired up the grill. The rest is history. We just kind of went with it. You, you know. can tell them about the – Secret oh, stuff. I got a little uh, smoky black pepper. We sprinkled those across it. That was that's the secret touch right there. I mean, John's always used some different stuff. That smoky black pepper, you've used that before. I, I have. Know. I hadn't used it in a while though. We came back to it. Now y'all went totally uh, back old school, right? Old, like school. old school ways, kind of like what I went back to last just, year. Yeah, just all that. The heck with it. What, if, it, if, it, if it happens, it happens. But we know, we know it's good. It's done it before. So that was straight hickory wood too, right? And the charcoal, of course. Yeah, well, I had a, I did hickory at first, and then I came back with a little cherry at the end. You weren't supposed to tell him that, John. Don't. <laughs> it's okay. Can't give away every secret. He'll be right? chopping the cherry tree down now. <laughs> no, no. I mean, we're cooking on, I say that, I mean, I cook on an old hickory too some. It just yeah. depends. I was on an outlaw down there this weekend, yeah. I was. I did buy a double wide today. I text Alex. And, I may have heard that. You know, we were back and forth. I said, you got any double wides? He's like, yeah. And I said, well, okay, send me one. I need one. That's the best yeah. thing in a quarter cook a hog on, by the way. They're I, just incredible. 
I've been wanting one. You know, I bought an old hickory trailer not long ago. I don't know if you knew that on the internet. Everybody was kind of arguing over it, and I just PM the guy and said, "Here's the money. I ain't gonna haggle you." Would you get an EDX or something? Uh, no, I bought the uh, just a trailer. Somebody yanked the oh, EDX yeah, off. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. And uh, it was kind of. I think you were involved in yep. that text message thread that I day. I remember that. Yeah, there's a trailer. Yep. Lambert and several others, and the guy said, yeah, "I know who you are. Use your rub, and if you want it, you wire me the money." And it was done. Well, dang, that's where it went. It's been at my shop for a year with nothing sitting on it, so I ordered a double Y. You got something to put on it now. Uh, yeah, that's a great smoker. It it really is. Um, so, John Dalton. Do you plan to continue on and carry on with the, the carrying on? Because your dad's done hollered he's going to retire how many years now, and it's he ain't coming while. back. About four to in the a row now. About four in a row. Yeah. You think he'll keep getting sucked back in down there every year? I mean, I plan on keeping cooking with Nick. I like cooking with their team a lot. We have a good time down there. Uh, I love cooking with the Ridiculousness because they're all, they're all great guys. It's a blast, but I plan on keeping cooking. I like it. I love it. Well, that's kind of my question. I wondered if he was going to keep carrying on the tradition of the torch and the Wheeler family of keeping on cooking barbecue and, you know, keeping that rib alive. Because John David did kind of inspire me with the whole rib thing, and he kind of got quit cooking. And that's when I – it wasn't really anybody winning on the circuit with a rib, you know, consistently until we come out there and it, really started turning it on with it. It was like that shoulder was back in the day. That rib was winning everything. And yeah, it was. And, and, and like you said, when – when we kind of set in a couple of years ago about Memphis May hadn't been one in, you know, 20 years with a rib, you know, you kind of heard me start talking about it. Everybody's like, how come you're not going to cook a shoulder, you know? And, and, and you know, it's easier to win with that shoulder or that hog down there. Oh, absolutely. It's a lot easier. Absolutely. What's proof in the pudding? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you just got to have a good rib and a good salesman, and, and y'all happen to have both that day. I mean, you had to cook the thing right, and the moisture had to stay right, and it Star, worked stars out Stars lined up. So what does that rib mean when when to y'all or mean to y'all as far as getting it and being the ones that kind of broke the curse of 21 years? Tell us that story about the 21-year deal. So I've been chasing that rib for a long time, probably, I guess, well, I mean, 10 and 12, I won it, and then 12, I was one-tenth of a point away from winning and uh, got beat by my business partner. <laughs> and she <laughs> brought me a bottle of Gentleman Jack that had .01 on it because that's what I lost by but uh, yeah, that was uh, that was a tough one. But but you know we somebody turned the phone off. It's five dollars. Yep, yep, <laughs> five dollars every time. But uh, chased it and chased it, and then here it comes. This is my twenty first year to cook Memphis in May, twenty one natural born grillers, and I now retired it. Twenty one years, and uh, twenty one year old kid cooked it, and beat a streak that's twenty one years old. So twenty one, twenty one, twenty one. There's nothing wrong with that. He turned 22 uh, what, three, three days. days. Yeah, Three days. <laughs> Thank goodness the, the contest was earlier. Yeah. Wow. Thank God. That is a pretty uh, – It's remarkable. It's crazy. That is really remarkable. So, winning it with a rib, what does it mean for you now that that's happened? I mean, is it business back to normal? I'm sure that the restaurant, you know, knowing y'all have got another world championship between y'all at the restaurant at Memphis Barbecue and those ribs are – We'll sell them more, another rib or two, that's for sure. I'm you know, sure. It's, 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 that's what I've been chasing. You know, I don't know what I'm going to do. That's, that's all I wanted. And don't get me wrong. I would be like to be the first guy to ever win grand in all three categories, but i got two of them. But we'll see. I, I may chase that later. I'm getting a little old for this chasing so stuff. you saying you're going to shoulder now, John? I didn't say that. <laughs> got to defend. We're going to cook a rib next year. Yeah, got to defend. Give them one more chance. See if it was a fluke. You sound like me. I mean, it, it, I was kind of the same way after winning rib division in 22. I, 
I mean, our ribs were not tender enough in 22 to win it. I mean, when I put my hands on them, they just wouldn't. Well, I thought, up. well I thought you had it. No, I thought you absolutely had it. Yeah, I was kind of heartbroken when I put my hands on the ribs that day to kind of pick them up and show the judges. And, you know, when you when you go to break that slab of ribs, you just know when you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can yeah. feel it in your fingers. And I just – it was kind of a – if you were watching me on my video, I don't – a lot of people don't realize it, but I kind of – it was like a deep breath. I could still talk to the judges, but that rib, I was – the way it was tangled. Yeah, you know when you got in your hands. We were – hey, we were hair overdone Saturday just because the weather got – the humidity came back in. It got a little warmer. We were we were afraid to slow them down because you know you know what happened the night before. You can undercook a rib really really quick when you do that, and uh, it was just a hair. And it wasn't a lot, it wasn't much, but it was a hair. But the flavor was just incredible. I mean, crazy. I mean, that's what you're looking for with that rib. So, not only do y'all are you involved with Memphis Barbecue, you know, and all that and all this, you also are known for doing all these big Q fest, right? Yep, we uh, we started off, uh, wow, 15, 16, 17 years ago, uh, going to New York to the Big Apple Barbecue Block Party. That was the pinnacle of barbecue. There's 150,000 people come out in two days, and we cooked ribs. We would cook 3,000 slabs of ribs in two days and cut them up into two-bone servings, and there were lines as far as you could see. I mean, you couldn't see the end of the line sometimes. They had a sign that one, some kid would hold up, and you'd look for it into your line. He was like, where is it at? I mean, and it wasn't just my line. That was all, everybody. Big Bob Gibson's down there. U-Bonds. Uh, uh, U-Bonds, Martins. It's just a, a ton of great barbecue teams down there. And it, it's over now. We, we rebuilt Madison Square Park. When we first got there, there were bums laying on benches. There were hypodermic needles everywhere. And now, when the, at our last one, I think Tom Brady lives overlooking the park. Chelsea Clinton, uh, J-Lo, uh, that, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, that kid. Yeah, he come down. He ate ribs every year. He'd come with his hat on and sneak in there. Everybody knew he was. But, but yeah, uh, they just didn't want the smoke there anymore, so it's gone. But it was a beautiful contest. We never got to go. Oh, I know. We, we never talked went. about it. You invited me several years yeah. to go. I was going to say, he got invited. Oh, I know. We talked about it. And just with work and the way things were, and I would give anything if I had the flexibility that I have now. But Well, we still do them. We do uh, St. Louis. Mm-hmm. There's Denver this weekend, which I – been debating on jumping on a plane, but my daughter starts her first softball uh, tournament this weekend. And I wondered if you were going. Too. Yeah, I, and 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 they have another event called Rare on that Thursday that they want me to come. They haven't been here for my birthday in like four years. John Dalton's expecting a good gift uh, this I mean, year. I think. He's been with me, by the way, to Denver. <laughs> I've been to Denver, but it ain't always on my birthday. Yeah, but now look, when you started at Heath, this is tough. But yeah, but anyway, we went to Denver, Kansas City. Uh, Dallas, they did it. Uh, it's it's a fun event. We're going to do, for sure, St. Louis this year, so put it on your calendar. When is that St. Louis event? It's sometime in the fall during towards the end of baseball season. Uh, it's always on Cardinals weekend, and uh, we go to the games. Gary Rowark threw out the first pitch one year. I was supposed to throw out the first pitch, and the organizer came and says, hey, look, you mind if Gary does it? I was like, are you, you going to ask me that question? I would be mad if he didn't do it. <laughs> And uh, he got to throw it out, and it was amazing. It was just something to see. I, I, I'm going to have to get up there. Brian, you know, the organizer, Robert, keeps yep. on, hey, man, when you want to come, you know, if you don't want to have a vending booth, just do a demo. And we've been so busy. I need to – he gives me his card every time he sees me. You still got my number? Still got my number? I'm like, I swear I'm going to call you and get involved. Go out and have some fun, man. It's, 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 it's worth it. You'll love it, as you know you will. I'm sure I will. Everything that I've kind of – been involved with in barbecue i do end up liking and that's the problem you have to kind of now 
we get so busy in the business, you kind of pick and choose what like, you have to uh, do. Yep, I totally understand. Totally. I mean, a lot. What, um, I guess you hitting on the Big Apple Block Party, saying you missed it. Out of the, even including Big Apple Block Party, would it be your most favorite one out of all the ones they hold now? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, contest, but it, I like it better than Memphis May. It was just, just the people up there, and just the, the, it was incredible. And so ridiculous is how I met these guys is at the block party. They, one of the, somebody called me and says, hey, I got a chef friend that wants to come help you work. It's like, okay. Didn't know who he was, and the guy shows up, and he's the head chef for a craft bar, one of Tom Calicchio's restaurants. And he worked a little bit, says, hey, we want to come by the restaurant tonight, come by, and we go in there. And you don't order when you go to a chef's restaurant. You sit there and eat. And we eat like kings. I'm like, holy cow, this guy can cook. And he's over here wanting to cut my ribs. But I realized why they all did it. Every darn one of them, they don't cook uh, classic uh, chef stuff anymore. They own barbecue restaurants. Now I go to New York, I have to eat barbecue. I screwed myself. (laughs) Well, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh Well, you also are known for, um, you know, Mr. Charles up there. I don't know Mr. Charles, so... That's some of the best fried chicken you claim Absolutely. possible, it right? It is the best. So I was involved with a restaurant called Rack and Soul <coughs> uh, years ago, and the owner finally just it just didn't work where it was at, and the rent was crazy high. And he closed it down and worked on it for a while, and he, co- he brought back Charles' Southern Fried Chicken, and they're doing Nitro Born Griller barbecue in there. I do, the, I do ribs, butts, and barbecue chicken. And I helped him open up. Three of them. He just opened his fourth one up up there, and it is the it's the most incredible chicken. It's all pan fried, and he's from South Carolina, so he knows how to cook some good Southern fried chicken. And he is a character. Big Chef's hat, Jerry curls, <laughs> pushing eighty years old, and and he will work you into the ground. He'll stand next to you, and you'll say, "Hey, calf rope, I got to stop. Something's got to give." But <laughs> incredible chicken. So, out of all the places barbecues took you over the United States, where would you say is some of the best eating? cities you can eat besides barbecue well new york is absolutely number one uh, number one by far and i've been to la and and it was okay but new york blows it all away uh, went to australia um food's not that good over there just just kind of bland just yeah but i love going over there it's a beautiful place but uh new york takes the cake chicago's pretty close second pretty close second i do like chicago food. i feel like vegas has good food you know, I did go out there one time. I cooked with the I cooked with the shed at the World Food Championships. Hey, I was there that year. I, I remember that. You dressed up in a suit. Right? I did. I did. And blew my shoes out. One first place brisket. <laughs> yep. One first place brisket. Blew your shoes out. I had a rib call there. I remember that. Yep. Yep. I remember that. Hobson overcooked my rib. That was the first year that the shed and three taxi guys and kind of everybody was in the same hotel and it got kind of dangerous. It was it was rough. It was rough. <laughs> it was rough. That's about all I remember. Yeah, that was uh Well, you know that brings me into what's uh what's the wildest barbecue story you got? Ooh. I always ask that, and you can be shy. You may not want to tell the wildest one. Uh, yeah, the wildest one. Uh, I may get in trouble for, but I may go to jail for. Uh, man, there's so many of them, Heath. It's just. Uh, you know, we used to wear the Friday night shirts, uh, the natural born grillers, and we would, man, we'd, we'd have a blast on Friday. But one of the craziest, and and this is a buddy of mine, I, I hate throwing names out up here, but he was he, he was there. We were uh, down in Douglas, Georgia. Uh, it was Douglas, Georgia. Was it Douglas? Yeah. Uh, Richland, Georgia. It was Richland, Georgia. 
I went down there. I won the contest. Uh, Myron was there. All the big dogs were down there, all the big Georgia teams. They said, oh, I got lucky. Come in the next year. I won it again. Third year down there. He says, come here, boy. He had a fifth uh, fifth crown, rolled the top off. He threw it away, held it in the palm of his hand, turned it up, gave it to me. And we proceeded to do that until it was gone. That's a rough day. But he missed the first judging the next morning. <laughs> and his wife about killed him. But, yeah, that was that was pretty wild there. That was, we, I'm going to guess that was Myron. That was Myron. That was absolutely Myron. Well, he used to love that crown now. Oh, I'm telling you, we, we held it up and drank the whole thing. I've went drank for drink with him before, and he can go now. You, you got to be ready. You got to be prepared. Yeah, you better be done ate something. Yeah. Have something on your stomach. It's it's kind of kind of yeah. best that yep. way. Yep, absolutely. So when you were cooking hot and heavy on the circuit and y'all were going head-to-head with, with you know, the teams like Myron, Melissa, uh, Lambert would come in on the tail end of that, right? Lambert, he, yeah, uh, Pig Pound the Kappa, Soggy Bottom uh, Boys, not Soggy Bottom, Soggy Creek. Georgia team, really good team. Uh, Buster was the, uh, his last name. Who else was some of your biggest competition then? You know, uh, then Red Hot came back out and we cooked against them. Uh, Bob Gitson cooked a lot more back then. They, we ran against them on the circuit some. Um, wow. Uh, Watney Chevrolet, Rick Dalton. Um, now, Rick was – how many times has Rick won that he contest? Won it, he won it one time. He won it no f- five, five or seven. I think he won in 07. And we were in, uh, and I love Drick. He's a dear friend of mine. I've told him this story. We were at, uh, what's the one out in the Agri Center? Lakeland used Lakeland to be. Fun Fest. So hot. hot. We were, it was hot. We were at the Fun Fest, and, and we had a first place. He had a first place. I didn't think we had what it took. And we were at the awards, and, and he just kind of, he ticked me off a little bit. He was, he got through, says, I'm, I won Memphis in May. I'm going to run for the points this year. He was up on us by 12 points. That day, we finished the season with two contests left. We didn't have to cook yet. We ran him down, beat him up pretty bad. He's like, "I should have closed my mouth, shouldn't I?" <laughs> but you know, that was a crazy story. We just we cooked every weekend, fourteen weekends in a row, just never stopped. I've cooked twelve in a row. That's rough. Is the most I've cooked twelve in a row. No, I cooked thirteen in a row one time. Well, it's I hard. Had no, it's hard. It's very I, hard. And I had I had a little more help sometimes. Sometimes you'd have some help. Sometimes you wouldn't. That's I remember right. when you you didn't have no uh, she didn't have any help she okay. was cooking by herself. I did. I sent her up there that one time. Before. I I, think, I went. Uh, where did I go? I went. Oh, I went to the Royal and I sent her to a rib contest up here, and she won first place. I think she. I was like, I think she got a first place. Didn't I you? trimmed those ribs. I, I went and set the cooker up before I flew out. Had everything ready to go. All she had to do was help. Uh, I think Austin helped light the Austin pit for you. Didn't me, yeah. We know better than that, kids. We know. Now she can do it. She almost won grand that day. You wouldn't very first off. Very yeah, I didn't win grand. grand. I got first place. I don't remember how far off it was, but that was back when I was cooking the ribs a lot. Yeah. Now we don't give it a lot of time to cook anymore. No, it's 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 amazing. The priorities change, especially when the little ones come. Well, not even before, even the before that. One. Yeah, you just don't have a lot of time. Um, you know, and I don't know. I'm still blown away that y'all brought the trophies in the office today. And I thought the Grand Championship trophy was honestly big, but I had no idea it was that big compared to standing up how tall it was. It's really big when you pick it up on that stage. (laughs) Well, John Dalton said he walked from the river to the Peabody with it. He had it on his shoulder for the longest time. I finally got a dolly. Maybe put it on a dolly. (laughs) I saw it. You got a bruise on top of your your shoulder blade. (laughs) I saw it hitting the ground. Yeah, I knew he was going to drop it. Well – 
So what are your thoughts on your partner, Melissa, retiring this year after Memphis in May? That, I didn't have any clue. Well, Pete told me this week, uh, earlier earlier last week, that uh, she was she was done. It was it. Just You know, and I told him, I said, I did it last year. And Pete's like, I hope we can do it next year. And she just up and decided this is it. And it was over. And I thought she was going to use it to her advantage. I'd look to see her in the final somehow or another. But she just missed it. I think she got fifth, something like that. Was it? Fifth, yeah. I think so, yeah. yeah. There, there are a lot of um, – well, I mean, it's different every year. But some of the usuals that you see in finals sometimes – they all beat each other up on, on sites. We're not this lines. year. I think cutting the amount of teams down in the park like it was cut down a little bit yep. and just refining it, I, I think really, I'm with Candace. I think a lot of teams beat themselves up, beat each other yeah. up, you know, on the tables. And then when it got to, it got there, you know, it was, there were some good, you know, some decent teams. They're good teams. You got to be to get in the finals, but it it wasn't the usual suspects. Yeah, which I was happy to see. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Well, you're right about that. So, um, what's the biggest uh, or what's the best piece of barbecue advice you could give anybody out that wanting to go out and kind of pursue this career? Or even I wouldn't even say just the career of cooking competition barbecue, just having in the barbecue business in general, whether it be a restaurant or whether it be well, selling sauces and rubs or competition or whatever. You know, you got to have the passion for it. But I learned something this year that I, had, that I learned for the first time. In 25 years cooking barbecue, I uh, my, my biggest advice is cook it right. Get it to the right tip. Cook it perfect. I don't care what you put on the outside, what you put on the, the inside. If the meat's done right, it's going to be right. That's 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 one thing. Now, it helps when you have good rubs and sauces. Don't get me wrong, but cook it right. But what I – and I was going to tell you this before, but then you asked me to come do this. I want to tell you right now, face-to-face. Tell you what I did when I went down there with those chefs. I wanted to just get them in the on the stage. It's all I want to do. Top ten. It's all I wanted. Relax. I had a good time. I didn't go down there with a target on my back like we always do. You got one on your back. You know you do. I keep one on my back. I know. But hey, I just said nobody knew who I, who I was, where I was at. I sat down there. I had a great time. Had the funnest time I've had in ten years down there probably. And I relaxed. And then when it was game time, it was game time. And once we made finals, don't get me wrong. You know what happens then? It all kicked in. But I didn't stress it. Didn't stress it at all. Didn't care. Just wanted to get on the stage, and, man, it made it all worthwhile. So you need to go down there and just have fun. I, I know you You. I know you too well. You're just like me. You just you, you go down there to win it. I do too. I did too for 20 years. I went down there to win it. The year I didn't go down there to win it, I won it again. So I'm going to have to take that advice. It's it's good advice. It, it's kind of hard. I mean, last year did take a lot off of me winning at least first yes. place rib. Down there, it did. And I'm kind of like you. I don't have a lot of second and third place trophies. No, you don't. If I get in the hunt, it's, it's, a, it's, I'm, it's a first, and usually I'm driving the nail in the coffin. Closing the deal, I mean, that's it's, right. It's kind of, I'm not going to say known for that, but I, my percentage is pretty high. Yeah, yeah, that's what it takes. That's what you got to do. I don't know. It's uh, Go have, go have got, fun, buddy. You kind of got me at a loss of words because you're right. It does. When you get down there, you think about, you look at everybody else, and I stood outside the booth that morning at 4 a.m., you know, just kind of looking at the Memphis Bridge and wondering, you know, Pitt was getting lit and getting going. I done seasoned the first layer of ribs and or the, first, the backs of them waiting on the sweat in. And and it's a lot different down there that early in the morning. Oh, yeah. How do you feel that uh, – or how do you like how since they moved the rib category hey, uh, to being first? You, you've heard me say this, but you probably don't remember it. And I've said for 20 years – I said, if they'll ever swap this around, 
and let these ribs come out first and have a chance because after you eat those big bulky meats, that big shoulder, that big hog, you know, you got to judge three pieces of the hog and then they're going to give you three more extra, your jowl and bacon or whatever else. And then, and then the shoulder, they're just going to hammer you with the money muscle and then with the, uh, the knuckle bone, all the good stuff, the knuckle meat. And then, you know, a little delicate rib, you just can't, you can't do anything with it. But when they let it go out first and they got to really taste the rib and taste the meat because they wasn't buried in all this heavy meat they got from the other ones, I said, it's going to change if it ever happens. And it happened. And it changed. I knew it was going to change. I knew somebody was I thought y'all come out. I thought y'all were first out last year, but y'all weren't, were you? No, I was uh, second. But but was rib first? Yeah. Finals. It was. Okay. Well, well, it changed in two years, then. It didn't change yeah. in one. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we had the perfect score, but we were third out. Really? Yeah. Now, do you have a preference of going first out? Absolutely. A, I'm the same way. Absolutely. I want to be the very first piece of yeah. meat they taste. Come, come after this. See, see what you can get after, the, after I get through with you. Yep. I agree. Same that or either dead last. Dead last is also great. I mean, either one. Yep. I'll take dead last too. So don't want to get stuck in the middle. Wow. <sighs> Man, you got me so flustered thinking about it. <laughs> well, I have a question. You're talking about the park. Did you what did you think this year? Did, I mean, I know it was different, less teams. Do you what, what were your thoughts? Two thoughts. One as a as an alderman of a city, they made the right decision to do what they did because that park could be used 12 months out of the year now. It can bring sure. tourism in, bring a lot of revenue. That park's going to make Memphis a lot of money if they can keep the crime and everything out of it. Now, as a barbecue standpoint, it didn't get any bigger, but it's more steps because them winding paths, you just had to keep. <laughs> I was like, holy cow, it was crazy. It seemed like you walked twice as long. People yeah. were lost. Yeah, it was. It was. It was crazy. It's hard to find things, but it's beautiful. But, yeah, it, it, it sucks a little bit, but I think it'll be okay once, especially once the grass grows in next year and it's, you know, we're not jumping on top of fresh dirt they just put in there. I mean, what do you, you expect is going to happen? Yeah. <laughs> so, I agree. So do you see it staying on the river? I do. It went, you know, considering it went pretty good this year. I mean, I know some people were mad, but it was, we rolled right in, rolled right out. Of course, we were on Riverside Drive, but our, our load in and out was easy. Now, did you like being on the backside on that pavement there? Well, I didn't think I would. <laughs> but I did. Yeah, you know, I did. I, don't get me wrong, I like to be out in the middle. You know how it is. You, you get in the middle of all these people, you're going to spend three quarters of your day talking to people. And and, and you don't want to be like that. I, I love talking to my friends down there. I love the camaraderie and all that. But there's times I want to just sit there and take a and breath. Relax. Yeah. Try to, try to let it all sink in. But it was, it was, it was hot over there now. That, that, that asphalt got hot, but it was, a, it was a nice little place to be tucked away and nobody knew you were there. So the one thing we have not talked about is I'm sitting there looking at shirt sleeve, old hickory pits, man. So that's, that's what you cook on. How many years have you been cooking on an old hickory pit? I've had one for 20, 22 years. I had one for 22 years and I've cooked the first mailbox. I, I cooked before I cooked it in five and six on a mailbox, but then, uh, we won the rib and, and 10 and 12 on a mailbox. And we brought her back out. And I tell you what's cool this year. It actually happened last year. So, uh, by the way, there's going to be a new mailbox. This one had just got retired. Old Hickory gave me another pit to make a mailbox out of, another JW. <clears throat> but uh, last year I had my natural born grillers judges sign the outside of my pit, the mailbox. Which I wish we had a picture. And then this year I had Rib Dixon's judges own sites sign the mailbox and then the finals. So we're gonna clear coat it, and it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be put in the mothballs. But it's pretty cool. It was a good idea. 
You'll be having they'll be signing your pit next year, aren't they? <laughs> That's pretty cool. Now that is a pretty cool idea. I yeah. mean, everybody has different traditions and stuff. Yeah. So, oh, so I actually did it back in twelve, ten or twelve. I couldn't remember which year it was. And, you know, Nick was just a kid back then, and he was too too young to even do the work. Uh, we we uh, got the pit, pit home. I came. I was working. I came home, and Nick's out there washing the mailbox. And he washed. Dave Brown was on there. He was one of my on site judges or final judges. Washed it right off. <laughs> All of it's gone. Wow. But at least he washed the pit. At least he washed the pit. Mm-mm. Well, Candace, do you have any questions? Uh, I don't feel like we asked. I know you and I talked about, did unless I missed it, who is your mentor in barbecue? Is there somebody you look up to or have looked up to? or? Well, you know, Pat Burke's always everybody's. Uh, I mean, it's, true. Just, it's what it is because he – He's going to take the time to spend time with you. But yes, my other that you guys don't really know is George Holder. George Holder with Pyro Pig Maniacs was the last team to win a rib. 2002. I was three doors down from him. I go out there. We, we go down to the clap for him because he, I cooked against him and, and I'd, I'd beat him some on the circuit and he taught me a lot of things. And great guy, by the way. <clears throat> We're coaching shorts all the time. Damnedest thing I ever seen got beat by a guy in coaching shorts. But anyway, <laughs> those real those real tight ones, you know, <laughs> come up to about your, the mid thigh. So uh, presentation's over. Judges go off. They stand there. Don't move. Judges are gone. He says, "Hey, hey, big boy, hold on one second. He comes over, brings me a rib. Now I saw him at the table, cut those ribs with a knife and give them to the judges, cutting them with a knife. I was like, wow. Then he brought it to me. The membrane still on the back. Like. Isn't this something? This will never win. Of course, it did win. And I tell you, why it won, I took a bite of it. Holy cow. I mean, just like fireworks went off. I was like, this is it. This is how. But he left the membrane on and cut it with a knife. And cooked on an old water heater, by the way. But uh, he won the world championship twice. Really? Yep. Well. And where is he from? He's from around Memphis. He's still around. He's, he's old, but he retired after 2002. He'd won it twice. I think he won it in uh, 2000 also, either 99 or 2000 in 2002. Have you talked to him since winning it? I hadn't talked to him. I got to look him up. I don't have his, you know, phones weren't real, uh, real popular. popular. <laughs> they didn't save numbers like they do today. Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, I'm still blown away about the rib winning it, and I'm just glad you were the oh, one man. to do it. It's great. And I, I want to go back into Old Hickory a little more. I, I, I can't thank those guys enough. They've. They believed in me way back when, uh, you know, you know, I performed Alex's wedding. I married uh, Alex Stein, who's, the, who's now the CEO, uh, he and his wife out in Denver. I had to get my little certificate to be able to marry people, be a minister. Now I've done like five weddings. I'm like, wait a minute, I only signed up for one. But uh, they're great people. Uh, the, the family that, I mean, t- you ever needed to pit and, and call them? I mean, I got one? two in my shot right now, and you heard me say a while ago I bought a double wide over yeah. a text message earlier just yeah. – I mean, it was just that simple. But if you need to borrow one, they'll get you one. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. They're just they're just great folks. Come they're get what you them. want. I've been by there on the way to a contest, and you were like, "Come on, let's swap that old pit out for another one." Yeah. And they slide me another new pit in a trailer. You know what I mean? I mean, awesome. Alex and him is, I mean, and Mister David Knight's one of the pioneers of this industry. Oh, uh, he's a Hall of Famer. He's one of the best. I mean, he's yeah. They don't get any better. I mean, he. No. When I first went up there to Old Hickory and picked up some stuff, and and you know. Several years went down the road, but I'd went back to get something or had got a pit for somebody, went and bought one, picked it up. I don't remember what it was. But he carried me over to the casino for lunch, 
showed me he was involved in the casino and showed me the pits and all this, and they're calling him by name, and he's introducing me to all these people over there, and he just treats people like, you know, honestly, like royalty, doesn't, everybody. Doesn't matter who you are. He's going to treat you great. I mean, tip top. I missed him this year down there. He came by Thursday early, I guess it was, and I was I just hadn't got there yet. You know how it is, trying to get everything, the last-minute stuff loaded in. But I'll see him. He called me. He called me Sunday morning. So, I bet he did. Yeah. <laughs> He called me a little too early on Sunday morning, too. <laughs> well, he was probably in the bed when you wanted. Yeah, yeah, he probably was. <laughs> he probably was. Well, so, John Dalton, when are you going to uh, take the plunge to do barbecue full-time? Whenever I get a little more money. I got too many bills to try to jump off on that right now. Well, I mean, so you and uh, you and Nick and them are going to hit the circuit hard next year? We're going to cook a couple more contests later this year. And see how we do. We uh, got to get our team back reconfigured and figure out what we want to do. There's one of those stuck in the middle of do we want to party or do we want to win? Well, I've been there. Though. Been there and done that, have we? <laughs> I think we've all been there. It's hard not to have a good time when you pull up. And, and you know, like going, especially some of these Delta contests down oh, in yeah. Delta. And the atmosphere is so good down there. You the weather's get, good in the fall. Get caught up in it. And it's so easy to get sucked into it. Yeah. Oh, let's take this one shot. Oh, let's go over here to this bar real quick. Oh, they down here giving beers away. Yeah. Oh, it, it don't take very long at all. That one shot turns into a lot too fast. Yeah. And, but I'm going to work oh, on yeah. uh, trying to get Nick some sponsorships, if you know what I mean. Uh, try to make him cook a little bit more next year. I got him. We uh, we chose Nick as one of our gold teams this year, you know, yep. uh, helping out with product and whatnot. And, uh I mean, Nick has uh, got a, a bright future in this industry, he, in my opinion. He does. He does. I can't wait to see what the next 10 years looks like for him and John Dalton. I mean, yeah. because this generation, I mean, being raised in barbecue like they were, and, and John Dalton's just now fisting to be 22 years old. He'll be in his prime at 30 years old. Oh, I know. Eight, right. 10 years. We were beat down by then. He ought to, <laughs> oh, we were. He ought to, they ought to be blowing them contests out of the water yeah, by then. I hope so. I mean, because right now, uh, Nick and him – has one team of the year, what, once or twice? Once, once. Yeah. I think their first year. But they've got more grands. They won more grands than anybody, if I'm correct, during the, throughout the year, right? Yeah, that one year. Anybody yeah. else. Bunch but, of kids. Yeah, and there's not really a dominant force anymore. I mean, we kind of retired off the circuit, and one year we went 12 for 13 contests yeah. I cooked, and one year we went, I don't know, 10 out of 15 or something, 11 out of 14. Yeah. I don't, we had some good years back-to-back. Uh, but now there's really not a dominant force, and I want to see somebody else come in there and really just start hammering and do down. And, do it. and I think that, I mean, I honestly think if Nick and him can just regroup a little, and y'all, and, and the drinking's the biggest thing, I mean, I get it. It's easy. We're it's young. Easy. I don't blame you. Get it out of your system now. You got time. <laughs> I mean, am I not right? No, you're right. Absolutely. But you turn it into something real good before it's over with. You don't never know where you wind up. That's true. Maybe That's true. you'd have a barbecue and chicken joint in Nashville. I mean, in, in New York. New York before it's <laughs> over. I mean, um, well, John, John Dalton, where can everybody find y'all at on social media and all that? Y'all want to be reached out to or any of that? I'm just on the Facebook. Just, just uh, on the old book yeah, Facebook. He has an Instagram. I have an Instagram, but I don't know how to use it that well. It's John.David.Wheeler, I think. Yeah, it's a. Yeah. John Dalton, what about you? Well, I have Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. I'm got all of them basically. That's uh I had the Twitter but I just got off the Twitter. I didn't know how to tweet. You didn't know how to tweet. I didn't know how to do it. 
<laughs> I don't know how so, either. I don't blame you. Just wait till he puts his little glasses on and tries to figure out how to do something on his phone. It's yeah, it's fun to what watch. About TikTok, you get on TikTok. I did that for a minute because my youngest daughter was on it, just kind of watch, yeah. make sure she wasn't doing anything stupid. And I was like, I got her off of that thing. That's the damnedest thing. <laughs> it, it, is, it, was, it was like holy lot. cow! I thought I was watching porn on that damn thing. It was crazy. Well, what was you I, looking up? You know, it goes by whatever you're looking up. Well, then maybe I was. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way that search engine works. Well, if you it didn't know that. all these dances and uh, yeah, it's crazy. But well, look, I just appreciate y'all coming on the show, and I just really want to tell y'all congratulations again because what y'all done is is a hell of an achievement, um, and it couldn't have happened to better people, in my opinion. And congratulations again. And thank you. I appreciate it. And I wanted thank to say you, one thing. Thank you. Just to get you thinking again, I may or may not have used something that had HR on it this weekend. May or may not have. May or may not have, but I appreciate it. <laughs> Anytime. I'm glad. <laughs> glad I could help. And well, look, guys, if y'all uh, like having people on the show like we're doing, interviewing people, be sure to subscribe and follow along. We'll catch y'all next week with another episode of Shooting the Cue. Thank you for tuning in to the Shooting the Cue podcast. If you have any comments or suggestions for future episodes, please feel free to reach out to us on our social media channels or through our website. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform. Leave us a review if you enjoyed the show. Until next time, keep shooting the cue.